0: This is things you think you don't care about Recording on a Monday night That's our podcast looking for a breakout Until then we'll blow your mind tonight Average
1: shows
0: will make you feel fine Talking out the topics in our minds will make you feel fine Talking out the topic in our minds.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Average Joes. I am The Average Joe Boo,
3: here with... Jay Bird. Jay Bird, also... Superfan.
2: Superfan, Chris Moyer. Uh, first of all, welcome back, guys. Thank, welcome thank you. back. Glad you're here. Glad you could make it. Yeah. Uh, bear with me one second. Got to make sure the man cave sign is on. Uh, so first of all, Jay Bird, how was your last couple of weeks?
4: Man, pretty good. I can't complain. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Anything uh, Anything new? Anything exciting? No. No? That's, no. Well, Just that's good. Same old, you Just know? something not worth complaining about.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: No news, good news, man. That's right.
2: That's right. Okay, good.
3: Uh, Chris, how about you? Well, found out yesterday no saturday mm-hmm. that uh bailey our daughter yeah uh, who already has one child no no we have a grandson stop oh, it wow now she is having a girl oh, in december oh wow. congratulations so goodness we'll have gracious. one of each that's awesome wow man.
2: that's yeah. uh papa
3: Chris. how do you feel about that oh i'm i'm excited no 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 but how do you really feel about that i'm excited I, as I'm ecstatic. a ecstatic. as a
2: dad you know how do you yeah. really feel
3: about oh, that I, i'm excited i can't wait that's awesome. Love spending time. I really
2: want you to tell me exactly how you feel. <laughs> I don't want you to hold anything back. Be unapologetic here.
3: Yeah. I, I love spending time with my grandson, yeah. Kason. Yeah. And uh, it's it's going to be great to have a granddaughter, Zella. It's going to Z- be her name. Zella. 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 How do wow. you spell that? I'm missing a D.
4: Yep. Okay. Miss. <laughs> i could guess that zelda. makes sense
3: yeah could she's, be zelda she's
2: missing a d that makes mm-hmm. sense that's how we know she's a, a girl right. yeah right yeah, yeah. There it is. man that just makes sense
3: Z- you could just say yeah. zelda without the d yeah yeah and that's zelda minus the d and
2: that's yeah. literally everything biologically <laughs> and nematically yeah you know you which not a word but i'll take it uh so chris you're doing something new for work and i say for work but maybe for hobby Um, uh, you you and I sat down and we did something. Explain a little bit, kind of a little a little bit of a side hustle you got going on.
3: Oh man, just just remind a, me, just a little toe dip in the water of the side hustle. Oh well, so my son uh, resells uh, sneakers, right? And so I kind of jumped into that a little bit with him. We do it kind of as a as a hobby, and, and we branched out a little bit. We do some toys and and things like that, but, right? Uh, nothing, nothing super crazy.
2: Okay. So you do this, uh, this, this acquisition of items and then a resell of items that, that generates a profit.
3: Right. Okay. There you go. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, if you were recommending this to somebody, uh, what would your, uh, uh, from zero to 10, zero, don't do it. 10, just get into it, jump on into it and see what happens.
3: Well, you have to be smart about it, but if you do your research, right. I mean, it's a 10. So okay. we pretty much, we only we only do it with things we know we're going to make money on. Right. So right. it's, you know, I mean, as long as you're smart about it.
2: Right. You're not just jumping into anything because you just have a personal connection to it or you have an emotional right. connection to it. Correct. Right. You find something, you research, is that going to profit anything? Mm-hmm. If it's not, on to the
3: next. Right. Okay.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is a whole lot like... Uh, it's kind of like how Amazon sellers kind of get started to mm-hmm. a degree. It's a drop shipping type of thing to a degree. There's a lot of different little aspects that I've seen kind of play a role in it. And it's it's not similar. Necessarily it's those similar things, to drop but,
3: shipping, but you're not you're not drop shipping. Right. You're, you're not shipping it from a third party. You're getting party. It, the third party shipping it to you, and then you're shipping it to the end user. But right. Right. Um, but same same concept. Right. Right.
2: So, uh, it's one of those entrepreneurial type of things where you can get in and, and you can actually probably make a lot of money depending on uh, basically what you can start with and what you can acquire and, and then how you can grow that. Yeah. Yeah? So, uh, so I mean, are you still avid in doing it? I mean, are you still like really, really doing it like you were about three three months ago or so yeah or yeah, no, I mean we just dabbling still yeah we
3: just i just dabble still in just it. dabbling. it's not yeah okay i mean because it's not know, a, it's not a focus right. for me so
2: you, you know, it's not your main career right right i mean if you're if you're looking to you know protect yourself after death you know give chris a call but after that uh you know maybe ask him for a playstation 5 yeah or something go. like that i might
3: be able to find one right for you. if 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 the
2: former is not your focus, the latter is. He <laughs> well, might no, be able what, to help, what, you out. What you do
3: is you get life insurance to protect your family in case you die. You get right. a PlayStation to enjoy while you, you live. Enjoy the life you, you have so
1: you while you're That's gone.
2: That's it. That's yeah. good. Okay. So, uh we got uh we got a little hot debate going on about uh about Ozark. Mhm. About Ozark, okay? Uh Chris, you are through season 4, episode 8, correct? Yep. I'm basically through 9. I think I fell asleep a little bit during towards the end of it after trying to watch two in a row. Are you all the way through? No, no, no. But but when did it where does it
4: pick up? What episode does it pick Picks up? Picks up episode 8. Well, okay, 7 so, so, is 7 yeah, yeah, Seven's 7 the mid-season
2: finale right, thing.
4: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think I'm on 9 or 10.
2: Okay. So Okay, so you got four or five left to go as well. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we're not gonna be spoiling anything for one another. No. For the most part. Well, I mean, he might he might yeah. spoil a little bit from episode ten. I might spoil a little bit for episode. We're gonna, gonna spoil nine. we're gonna
3: spoil it for our listeners, so we might yeah. wanna Okay uh, no no no. I just, a...
2: what I'm what I'm going with is yeah. we have a, a a solid grasp of what's going on in the right. show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk We're on a, the same page. Right. Let's talk about if someone is new to the show. What are the recommendations you're giving to them about this show? Watch. Is it,
4: it a watch? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's good. It's entertaining. Yeah. It's it's really uh, it's intense.
2: Okay. It's it's I really. I,
3: I think dark is a good word. It's a, it's dark, um, but it's also. I mean, but it's it's comedic sometimes. Yeah. Um, it's Jason Bateman it's very, is great with the dark yeah. darker side of comedy. Yeah, right. He's yeah. Excellent yeah. With that. So so you've got your comedy. You've got your your dramatic kind of your thriller aspect to it. Um, you know, and then and then, like I said, it's it's kind of dark, and uh, it's just it's got a really good storyline. Like you could tell, it's really thought out. Yeah, it's not one of those, you know, that that it's just a cheesy storyline. Uh huh. You know, it's it's really good.
2: Okay, favorite characters. I mean, we both we, we've mm-hmm. all done it through four episodes or through four seasons, up to you know maybe a handful left before the season four finale. Mm-hmm. But by now, you should have developed a favorite character or characters. Here, right? One or two. Like, maybe you can't have one without the other type of thing.
3: Right. It's so cliche, because I have to say my favorite character is Marty. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just... Okay. Because I, de- I can identify with him. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, and so... But if, if I had to pick one not Marty, yeah. uh, probably Ruth. Okay. She's, she's entertaining. Okay. Uh, and she's a uh, wild, uh, loose cannon, I yeah. guess you could say. Okay. So, emotional fireball. I'd say the same thing.
2: Yeah? Yep. Okay. Uh. Okay. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm starting to lean towards old Jonah. Yeah, really? Jonah's Yeah.
3: I I don't know if it's because I'm a parent yeah. of of teenagers uh-huh. or what it is, but Jonah's just getting a little too big for his britches for okay, me. Okay, but but here's so. the deal.
2: They got into a situation where you either become big for your britches or you are absolutely dumb in the brain. Like you, you have no ability to be constructive towards situation, and you're either like shunned but he's, but or he's
3: making decisions or popped. But he, but he's making decisions that are hurting his family and what they're working towards. Well, but aren't, he's been doing that. They for are. A whole, he's been doing there, that for yeah, a whole it's, season. It's, this is a cycle. Yeah, but of he's making an, but decisions he's inten- that everybody's but Everybody's gonna have to pay for But he's intentionally doing it now. Marty and Wendy have made some decisions that didn't work out, but. Jonah is intentionally doing it.
2: Okay, but I would say he's only And doing Marty's it, my
3: favorite character, so that, that, that creates takes a problem.
2: Okay, but it, it takes two to tango, okay? So I mean I would say that he has uh he has reason to be making those. Right. Right. Two. You he, know, because he's he's, I mean, he's upset about what's what's happened. Right. He's fourteen. He's not going to have an intense amount of logic going into his decision making. He is going to be more emotional that's why I very, with got, his decision making. said he got
3: too big for his britches. That's but, my point. But
2: my point is is that regardless of his lack of uh, uh, wherewithal of how things are happening because he doesn't have the age, you know, he doesn't have the experience. He's super clever. He is very, very clever for his age, and I think that that is to me that's that's appealing it, it's it's neat to see him grow he was what 10 11 9 so, when he yeah. first met him Yeah. now well, it's
3: he's been four seasons so yeah somewhere around
2: right that, yeah so anyways i just think he's developed in a in the, one of the most interesting ways in this in this mm-hmm. s- no, i can series. i
3: can agree with you on that yeah. and I, I think it's really cool how he's uh how he absorbed some of the things from his dad some oh, of the, yeah. the uh the skill set yeah. that is that his dad kid had. And uh, the way he was using that, I mean, I thought that was, that was cool. Yeah. Um, definitely was not on board with uh, what Wendy did to him. Well, and you can, te- um, you can
2: definitely see his age. Yeah. Right? I mean, his age came whenever he, whenever he freaks out over things <laughs> that he doesn't fully comprehend what could happen, the, the repercussions, right? right. And so, in the event that you're talking about, right, he has this realization like something big could happen and I don't fully understand it, so I'm I'm now in freak-out mode. Right. Right? Uh, whereas the dad in the situation, the grown-up in the situation is like, well, just calm down. We'll take care of this. Right? And he's, ha- yep. and he, you know, he, he helps him out. I mean, it's his son. Who? What dad would deliberately not help their son? Well, and that's the point, right? is
3: the mom deliberately put him in, okay, in that situation. Okay, so this, this right so, here is
2: an argument where I struggle. Yeah. Okay? Mom deliberately made him get in trouble because in her mind failure is the best teacher and he better pay for his actions at the age of 14 than the age of 18
3: well that's true and she wanted him to stop she was upset right that he was you know going against them so right i mean but that was her way of punishing him you know what i mean <laughs> so
2: <laughs> right as jason reloads so uh but but that's my point like uh, my oldest daughter Whenever we were having uh, debates about whether or not uh, we should help her and like give her the answers in math or whatever because she was struggling to get the answers, my thoughts were let her fail because yeah. then she'll see some repercussions of failing a grade, and then, well, maybe she would actually try to start picking it up inherently because she didn't like what happened after she failed because she she just didn't try hard enough. No, I'm, I'm
3: definitely on board with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm on board with you there.
2: I get the dilemma the mom was having yeah. with the dad in this situation. I get it yeah. because I lived it. And to a little degree, I still live it. I mean, me and Kelly are still talking and, and debating as to what we should do with our children, right? Which is a good problem to have. Some people, you know, they don't. You know, they don't have that two parents, right? Whenever the situation occurs. So at least they don't work out. They don't work well together. Right.
3: Well, at least your kids have parents that want to be parents. Right.
2: Right. And so, but that's, but even still. We're going to have debates like that where oh, my yeah. viewpoint is not what she wants, mm. and hers is not what I want. We have to figure it out the best well, we, way. Yeah. One's got to concede. That's it's typically me who concedes. That's I mean. normal.
3: I got five kids, and i right. I've, you know, I go back and forth with my wife about our kids, right? And then I go back and forth with my ex-wife about right. kids, and so it's yeah. So I completely understand. So what can we
2: say about this show? that doesn't give away anything. Can we give a, can we give a setting? Can we give a general idea yeah, of what I mean, they, you're getting? Yeah, into? They tell you yeah.
3: at the very he, beginning he, what's going on. I mean, so I don't remember the very beginning. It's been yeah, so so Marty is a uh, basically a financial advisor. Right? Um on on the outside, but on the inside he's actually working for the, a Mexican cartel. Okay. Uh, yep. And he's That's... washing, he's laundering their money. Okay. And so basically uh, he's been doing that. His family didn't know he was doing that. Uh, and then it kind of catches up with him, blows up in his face. Right. They end up moving. I think they're from Chicago. Okay, they so, end up running away to the Ozarks. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, and then things kind of pick up from that. Well,
2: I wouldn't say running away to well, the Ozarks. I would say it was a calculated step because it was part of the pitch.
3: I didn't say it wasn't calculated, but it was. Running it was a result of things going bad. Right, yeah, right. That's, that's they fair. couldn't right. remain in Chicago anymore. So. Okay, that's fair.
2: That's yeah. fair. They had to get. They had to find a new scene. Right. Somehow. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, this. I mean, you're talking Mexican cartel. You're talking laundering money. You're talking about the, uh, the inner workings of a family trying to, uh, try not to die. Basically, I mean, right. whenever you misstep with a a situation like that. And the- still trying to be. A- Pillars of the
3: community, right? I mean, there's, right. how, I mean, because the community can't know what they're doing, right? So they're trying to still maintain their their standing. They're still trying to maintain their influence. Um, and you see that grow throughout right. you know, they they even want more influence yep. and more a higher standing in the community. So you see that which is what makes
2: the show get significantly more tense. Correct. Right?
3: Because once you start getting the love of
2: that money or whatever, or mm-hmm. that fame or whatever, power. Should, I mean, there is a there is a struggle right and and it, it becomes how do I maintain and it? It gets harder it's and harder. It's like a drug.
3: Yeah, and it gets harder and harder for them to balance both both lives without bleeding into each other. Agreed. So it's, uh, anyway, it's, and it's good. It's full of all kinds of action and, Oh my goodness. Some of the, uh, murder and things double crossing and and, yeah, the the things you're not expecting
2: are, are just are very well-timed and, and very calculated in the script and everything. Um, the, uh, mid season four finale Mm -hmm. episode, uh, Was not expecting some of the things that happened there, and I mean, I think that there's... I think that that's a a constant theme every couple of episodes, Mm -hmm. right? There's every now and then there's an episode where there's not a ton of stuff happening, but it's all set up for whatever's going on, you know?
3: I feel like they've done a really good job of putting big twists in, but still... Keeping the the story believable, like in other words, you know, right. you know th- a lot of the time you'll have a really believable story, but there, th- but the there's not really a lot of really big plot twists. There's but, no movement. In but it. then you'll have yeah. shows that have really big plot twists, and then yeah. it's like, but that doesn't make any sense, right. right? And so this has this show has a really good balance. I think of it both. does well
2: at keeping you guessing, right? Yep. And and to me, if, there, if if everything's predictable, it can be a decent show, be worth you know entertainment value right. whatever but it's not going to be like recommended like the
3: end of like the end of episode eight so i'm, I'm not going to say what happens obviously but you know there there what are, happens at the end of episode eight? yeah i'm not going to say what happens <laughs> at the end of episode eight but there are there are multiple times throughout the episode that that scene plays out as a vision as opposed to Oh you know, yeah! Reality. Oh, absolutely! I, and so, there's so there times it I, happens, I didn't. So you, you never really happened, know. I was like, was that a dream? All oh, right, didn't yeah. really happen. Yeah, yeah. so you, like, d- all so all you right don't really happens. know in any yeah. of those or situations. Or does it really happen? Right? Or does right. it? Well, see, I don't even yeah. know because I haven't even made it to episode nine. I don't even know if it really happened or not. And so, like, it's just a you know. And anyway, Bruce still sitting in the truck.
4: Yeah. <laughs> passed out. Dreaming, dreaming, drinking, listening to rap. That's right
2: that CD that yeah. a little outdated in that brand new pickup yeah. she's got yeah. <laughs> whatever uh but anyway so so Ozark out of ten what's your what's your rating so far like an eight
3: eight or nine eight yeah.
1: or nine
2: wow so I mean that's a, I have to admit my
3: opinion's you, been colored a little bit now okay why is that well by the by what I've seen on Facebook I'm a little uh, it's been colored. Okay, I, so this if is, I don't if I don't account for what I saw on Facebook, yeah, I would I would say I'm at a solid nine.
2: Okay, so this is to me the same argument as the uh, Game of Thrones ending argument, where there is there's clearly a divide: who enjoyed it, who didn't enjoy it, who thought it was crap, who thought it was done well. I thought it was done well. I think it was rushed, but I think it was done well. Uh, I so I could have used. I could have used another episode or two to draw it out a little bit longer, maybe give it slightly more of a uh, a thought in the storyline. But I actually thought that everything that went on was very well rounded in that story. It was entertaining to me. Like I didn't get and start nitpicking at how bad the ending was or whatever. In this, what we're hearing about people who binge watch—they came out Friday night. People who binge watched all six or seven episodes of the remaining season. Uh, they're starting to give you their perception of it, and I'm just like, well, why don't you go out there and make up your own mind? To me, that's what it is. Like, well, and I'm
3: going to. Yeah, you obviously. might,
2: but and, and you might be swayed by it. See, whenever I saw stuff about Game of Thrones before I finished it, I, well, it didn't sway me at all. Yeah. Whenever I go look at critics' reviews for movies, I don't care, I don't care one bit about say. what what yeah. somebody right. who's a professional yeah. critic says. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, am I entertained or not? Yeah. I think I've fallen asleep in the theater once, like, f- legitimately, and I I was on a date when I was twenty or something. And was the, it the happening? No, no, no. It w- It was B movie. Oh. I was I was asked to go see B movie on a date, and I was like, all right, whatever. And uh, I And I I passed out. Needless to say, that was the only date with that individual. But <laughs> right, right. And so, anyways, there, I don't fall asleep to too many movies. Number one, I don't generally go to movies that I don't think might be interesting and number two i don't go into them anticipating them to be boring so i anticipate getting in there and having a decent entertainment value for the money i just paid right and when that doesn't happen i get disappointed i've really only been truly disappointed that one time everything else i've been able to i've been able to pro and con there's the good here's the bad overall decent movie would i go watch it again maybe maybe not right but uh but anyways, it's all up to whoever's watching.
3: It's in the eye of the beholder, right? Can, so. can we go back to Game of Thrones for a second? I just I just have a question. What do you want to talk about Game of Thrones? Okay, this is what I want to talk about. Okay. So this is my issue with the story of Game of Thrones. Okay. I have will have two issues. Oh, okay. One.
2: It morphed?
3: They spent, and I, I don't remember the exact moment the revelation had happened, but it was at least six, seven seasons. Okay. Building up to the big reveal of Jon Snow's heritage. Yeah. And then that heritage played zero part in the rest of the story.
2: It played absolutely... Have you seen Game of Thrones? It's been a while. It played zero. It played a complete part in the entire ending. How so? The reason that she flipped out the way she did was because of the reveal of that heritage or because of his genealogy
3: but then he didn't do anything with it
2: well he d- he yeah he, he did d- I mean he what what did he do he used it to to get to remain close to take care of the person who went nuts and burned the entire city and all the all its people alive. well
3: you, you just said that his that his uh, that his lineage is what kept him is what broke them apart not his kept them lineage close.
2: is what did not is why the dragon didn't kill him his lineage is why all of everything happened he might as
3: well have died he I mean he's he's
2: he's he's on the wall right now he's yeah. still on the wall he that's where he wanted to be for the longest time and that's for fine, 20 but something 30 years however many years he was like told he was a bastard and he was the son of an, of a man with another woman and and he resigned himself and, and he, he was st- fine and he still with has that. that
3: same that same it's as if nothing changed and he also already died like he's 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 living on borrowed time right mm-hmm. now i just feel like they they revealed it and then it was like huh eh, no big deal though like after it was after they built up and built up and built up and built up, they did. There was no leverage of uh, of his heritage, and I just I don't know. I see. I, felt I think like, that I think I that what like you're saying. I think been. the
2: leverage. The only way you're using the word leverage is that he should have been the king. Not necessarily. Well, then, he could, then but, What well, other type of leverage could there be okay. other than what I've already said?
3: So he could have he could have staked a a valid claim to it. And then let's say he decided he wanted to go to the wall. Fine. Then he appoints somebody else or whatever there, there should have been some just I don't know. I feel like So a guy who doesn't want to be
2: king, who never gets to be king, gets to appoint who's going to be king next? Sure. No, negative. Negative. The current king appoints his successor. Well that would have been him. No, only if he was crowned king.
3: Actually, he was already rightfully the king, they just didn't know it. <laughs> Based on his lineage, he oh, was but
2: based on the scepter of Baelor, they they crown you the king. There is a ceremony yeah. that crowns you the king.
3: It doesn't, but the ceremony doesn't determine the bloodline. The bloodline determines the ceremony. Go tell Joffrey that. Well, I,
2: Joffrey was never the rightful king, and he got crowned king. Therefore, he was king. Please tell me how my linear thought is not right based on Jon Snow.
3: Well, he never should have been the king.
2: Well, but so just, well, so uh, what's his name? The guy, the the. Uh, Uh, The maester of the wall should have been the king, and he didn't want it. Mm. He was a Targaryen as well, Mm. and whenever he refused the kingship, which was offered to him by a king, his father, he turned it down, and then uh, Rhaegar, or whatever the Targaryen was that was Jon Snow's father, uh, took over as king.
3: Also still in the bloodline, but okay.
2: Yeah, but, I mean, Dad offered it to two of his sons, and one took it and one didn't. Right. It, the one he offered it to first chose the wall. Right. Ultimately.
3: But it never got offered to John. He was a prisoner.
2: It, in a way— So that's another thing. No, but it did. It's, it didn't. It, no, but it did. When? Not, not by the, a king, because it was still— Okay. It no. was still the Lannisters who were in, in power, Yes.
3: At that point,
2: whenever the knowledge of who Jon Snow was. Well, right. Yeah. Okay. So the Lannisters are never going <clears> to <throat> offer Jon Snow a kingship. Right. Okay. Great. It was offered by uh, Sansa and uh, the bald guy, Varus. Okay. And. Uh, to a degree, the short guy. What's his name? Tyrion. Tyrion. To a degree, those three individuals. He has a better claim to the throne. Varys is the one that offered him to the throne, but he got found out by the current queen to be, who who he had been supporting, that he had that he had a better claim. Jon Snow, that is, and he was starting to send out messages. Here is your rightful king, just like Ned Stark did in season one about Stannis Baratheon when Robert Baratheon
3: died or Man, was about to die.
4: I need to start taking some Geek O'Bloba because... Yeah.
3: You don't remember any of that? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you remember, remember he how shot he on all like, that? I couldn't the recite seven. it the way that he is, but <clears throat> as he's reciting Man. it, it's, I know what he's talking about. Well, so
2: I started watching it, kind of falling asleep to it, uh, whenever my kids aren't here, because mm-hmm. it's not kid-friendly. But uh, I started watching it on nights so they weren't here as I was falling asleep, so some of it's kind of popping back to me. Uh, but my point is, is that a kingship is can only be offered to offspring by their father. If it's But that's to not any, what happened at the end. If it's ever offered to anybody other than offspring, it's offered by a council of right, people. Correct. Okay,
3: great. And that council through John in prison for Mm -mm. yes no yes no
2: the council did not who did the unsullied the unsullied threw john in prison because he killed the unsullied's queen and then Tyrion tried to have him released and said and and combated the unsullied gray worm soldier guy and said that he should at least have a chance to go live his life out on the wall and not be put to death. Yes. the other thing, There is everything about what you want. I'm telling you, the this other, story the other was is, not who, done
3: badly. The other thing is, how did they know he killed her? Well, he was the last person in the room with her. The dragon took her.
2: Okay, but he's all the dragon's also clutching a lifeless
3: body while he's flying over the city full of people that are ruled by her. Okay, so you think that people could look up and see what body it was? as he's flying over. I think okay, that so, it has I think so it stands saying, to reason okay, that it wait, has so what to you're be saying said. is the story is the dragon flew over the city, they saw the dragon carrying somebody and go, "Oh, that must be Daenerys and oh, John must have killed her because he's the last person to see her," even though nobody knows that. Right? <sighs> okay,
2: so the dragon is there with with them. Yep. Anybody else tries to kill him who's not a Targaryen, the dragon kills before they get to her.
3: Well, how do they know the dragon was with it? nobody else was there except them two and the dragon? So nobody knows she'd
2: still be alive. She'd still be alive if anybody else tried to kill her. That's how pivotal he was in the story. That's how mm. pivotal he was in relationship to her.
3: Okay. So I see, I can see your angle where you're coming from. Okay. Thank you. I can, I can see that. I appreciate that. So. I don't like it. (laughs) I'll put it that way. And again, it's it's not it's not for me
2: to decide what you should like and vice versa, right? And that's the problem with all these Facebook comments, right? Right. Joey posting out uh, the old average Joe posting out one word responses reactions to all the binge watchers. Really, okay, like super disappointed emoji face. Which doesn't that kind of quite violate his all his already uh, laid out ground rules for the thing? He put the word "really" and then put a picture beside it, which says a thousand words. He gave one thousand and one word response. I'm glad I didn't see the picture. It was an emoji. Oh, okay, I didn't right. See the I mean, emoji it's a facial either. expression which you can well, read. Well, somebody into. said that it was trash, and he said, "Really? No, no, no. No, he was. His response was that like was his response. Really? Oh, with the okay. emoji that was like, got "Come you. on, got you. You know." And so he I mean, let's okay, at least two words as a descriptor of what the emoji is. So yeah. he gave more than one word because he added <laughs> that emoji, violated his own rules. But we're not gonna hold that against him. But my point is is that I don't care what anybody says, it's up to you to go figure out sure, what you that's like. True. Right. Uh I do I do wanna call out old Adam Walker of Highly Unapologetic. He pretty much calls out everything regardless of his desire to go see it. So like if we were to say Ozark was really good and he's gonna want to watch it, he's gonna go look at reviews and stuff and be like, oh, it's trash. I'm not even gonna give it a shot. Mm. And I and he does. I'm not Except saying that, that. I think
3: all the reviews are good too. Well, I don't know if it's so. with Ozark specifically, yeah, but
2: right. but there are several things where he's like, yeah, I started the first five minutes. It's trash. And I'm like, it's, it's. Give it a minute. 30 episodes of Can an I? hour each. Like, okay. come on.
3: So as disappointed I was with the end of Game of Thrones, I loved watching He
2: doesn't it. like The
3: Office. No, no. Let me go back to I loved this guy? Game no, of Thrones.
2: Adam. Adam? Yeah.
3: I loved Game no of way. Thrones.
2: Really makes me contemplate no our friendship. No way. No doubt. Yeah.
3: But I almost didn't watch it. So I never watched it at all until season seven. Yeah. And we had some friends of ours that were diehard Game of Thrones. And then the season seven premiere came on. They watched it. They were talking the next day like, y'all need to watch it. Y'all need to watch it. Okay. So we go and we start back at the beginning of season one. I watched the uh, cold open, yeah, of season one.
2: The cold open with the what White they, Walker and, all, and where the, they go the out three the three rangers, yeah, yep.
3: And you know the White Walker situation, yeah. And I'm watching. I go, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I, did and I the turned same it off. Thing. I, I turned it off. Thing. I said, I'm not watching this, and I turned it off. And I had to be convinced again. They said, give it.
1: Two or, three or four ep- episodes. Two, three episodes. You got to see the story developed. So then I went
3: back and watched it, and for the first two episodes, maybe even almost three, they're just throwing a bunch of characters at you with no development, no, and it, like it's just I don't even know who this is, and uh, it's well, just nah, jumping back and forth. I think that and, there
2: is some explanation.
3: Well, okay, there so like uh, explanation. Robert,
2: uh, when Robert and Ned are on the road in, in season, in episode two, he does talk about the Targaryen girl. Mm-hmm. There's, there's word of a Targaryen girl, right. And uh, and that's the reason why he rebe- he rebelled against the Targaryens, and that's how he got the throne. He, he killed the king and took over the throne. Which is the other way you get the throne, right? right. You rebel and win and take it. Uh, if you want it, mark it down. So anyways, uh, so the Targaryens were mentioned and then cut to the Targaryens. Uh, the uh, Dothraki was explained because the Targaryen, brother and sister want to retake their father's throne, and they need an army. And so, boom, you have the Dothraki who are working a trade or whatever. And then, uh, you have the Starks had been explained for for quite a while. They were the right-hand man of the Baratheons. Right? <laughs> uh, you have the Lannisters who are starting to, who were explained from basically the beginning with, uh, the end of episode one where you see brother and sister going at it. And then, uh, And then Brandon Stark paying the price for, for prying. Right. Right. Um, and then you have all this, you have all these things that are mentioned inside of the first two episodes where in reality, the story doesn't stray too far from the first two scenes or the first two like settings. Right.
3: But where I'm going with that is, so you just mentioned six or seven people groups that are introduced in two episodes. Yeah. There's, it's still a lot. I only mentioned without, three groups without the store the man.
2: Baratheons, the Starks and the Targaryens. That's and the, the Lannisters and the Dothraki
3: and, and Okay, uh, I mentioned five. But, okay. No, it was more than that, but no, no, that's no. fine. So the, the Dothraki my point and the Lannisters, is, but the Lannisters is,
2: were the Baratheons, by the way. My point is, you
3: get a lot they weren't. You get a lot thrown at you, yeah, uh, without yeah. really moving forward is in it, the story. Is it coming back? And so you kick no, it. No, with They're that being back. said, that being said, said yeah. once I got through like three episodes or whatever, you know, then I was okay. This is this is really good, and I really nuts.
1: Got him. Really enjoyed these nuts. Got him.
3: But I think that's also why those cold openers can be so important because I almost missed the entirety of Game of Thrones because of a terrible opener.
2: Okay, so, but at the same time, your openers don't need to give away the farm either. No. Right? Uh, if, if, if they do, then it's like, it's like putting all the good stuff in a preview before a movie, right? Then you, you go spend an hour, two hours, at a, or an hour and a half, two hours at a movie and then all the funny parts you had already laughed at in the two-and-a-half-minute trailer mm-hmm. you just watched. Uh, so you can't, you can't get a cold open that just starts giving away everything, right? It has to be either ancillary, or it has to be foreshadowing. And so, uh, which, of course, this cold open of the entire series was a foreshadowing of basically the third-to-last episode or whatever right. it was. Uh, and or the culmination of what ended up being that third to last episode, and so, anyways, uh, the cold open was, was good, but it was slow. It was w- I'm expecting dragons, and I see zombies or whatever right. the, whatever you want to call them, and then even still, the one that you see doesn't appear to be zombie esque. Yeah, right. The, the little girl does, but not the not the like the leader dude. You know. Anyway, so. But, but I understand like uh you gotta give it you gotta always give anything a chance if you're going to like truly judge it truly give it a, a, a real watch what's his rule with listening to uh listening to an album or listening to a new album you gotta you gotta listen to a tune a few times two or three before. times yeah right yeah, you gotta listen to a song to two or three times now that's a two or three minutes out of your life right three or four times or whatever the number is but at the same time, uh, if you're gonna watch a whole, if you're gonna watch a whole series, you need to give a whole episode or two into that series. It is relative to what you are, you know, trying to judge, right? If you're trying to judge an album, you listen to a song or two. Small time for the whole thing. If you're trying to watch a series, you watch an episode or two. Small time compared to the whole thing. Anyways, but back to what I said. He Adam of highly unapologetic can't emphasize this enough. I don't even know him anymore he does not like the office <laughs> but he likes parks and rec he says parks and rec
3: trumps the office interesting about that is you know how they when they came out with parks and rec how they kind of made they integrated it with the office to kind of start it right did they yeah i recall that yeah 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 uh-uh. explain how how did they integrate some of the, some it with the, the office? Were some of the characters not in the office? One character in
2: the office came from Parks and Rec. Well, there you go. That's or how. from from the office went to Parks and Rec. I don't know when it one was started. A, it in was the like other a beginning. crossover a type, type deal.
3: Man, I, Karen
2: Filipelli. Yeah, from the scrant, uh, from the. Oh, that's right. Yeah. she yeah. was in Parks. Yeah. And so Rec. it was like
3: a crossover thing, right? No, okay, that anyway.
2: Her name was not Karen Filippelli in yeah. the new show. It, a crossover will was maintain character names. Yeah,
3: I felt like it was. No. Maybe I'd like say. there's some
4: crossover with uh, Everybody Loves Raymond and uh, King of Queens.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. There is co- okay. crossover there. Well, either way, um,
3: that's how I learned about it, right? And so, uh, so then I watched it, and I'm going to be honest. At first, I didn't like it. Me neither. Um, but. But I was comparing it to The Office. I, that's exactly what happened, and I was like. Because it, tri- it was a similar format, and so I was watching, and I was like, I don't like this, but I'm going to tell you who I do like, um, and I, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. You guys will know it. Her name
2: was Ann Perkins.
3: So- It's uh, Ra- it's Rashida Jones. Uh-huh. She
2: played Karen Filippelli in The Office. She played Ann Perkins in Parks and Rec.
3: Ron Swanson oh. is yeah. amazing. By far yeah. the best character in yeah. that entire amazing. episode, or entire yeah. series. And And so so, I um,
2: mean, maybe the Andy Dwyer competes with him. The funny. Yep. Just the aloof Mm -hmm. guy, you know, kind of basically the, uh, yeah. Star Lord, basically the, uh, the millennial being represented in the entire show. Yeah. So, uh, the reason why it wasn't a crossover is not just because of the name didn't transition.
3: Okay. So maybe it wasn't a crossover. That's fine.
2: Um, the Office began in 2005, and Karen Filipelli left the Office in season three or four, which was around 2009, which was around when Parks and Rec started. She did come back for a couple of episodes. Uh, she ended up taking a job in uh, in another town. I forget the town the town's name, but she took a, a regional manager job there, and she had a a one episode. Uh, trying to kill him, uh, had a little one episode uh, part, and then she was a, she played a role in a video that Mike, or like a movie that Michael made, called uh, Threat Level Midnight or or something, Mm -hmm. and then uh, (laughs) her line was like, you ever bang an entire bachelorette party, baby? And that was like the only part she had in that (laughs) episode. And so she came back and played two or three parts, just as a, a, a recap or whatever, but it definitely wasn't a crossover, gotcha. but it, and I can see why you think it would, was because the format of the of the TV shows are nearly identical. Right. So, uh, what was it about Parks and Rec that you didn't like at the beginning?
3: That's the thing. I Did can't, you like it at I the beginning? I can't tell you. Yeah, it was, a, I it. It was okay. over a decade ago, right? So, like, I, well, I mean, yeah. I I'd watched, I just didn't think it was, I just didn't really think it was funny. I didn't. But I will say, I went back. So, my wife, here's the problem well, my wife and I watch a lot of TV together. Yeah. Um, And but we we watch a lot of stuff together. So Mm if we both don't like it, we don't and I'm more of a comedy person than than she is. So actually going back I am. Okay. So actually going back and re watching some of it, I actually like Parks and Rec. Okay. But when it's T V watching time, it's not really a show she likes and so we don't really watch it. And then I don't want to spend my time that I could be doing other things watching T V so
2: Fair. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't watch it. I mean, it's it ended in 2015. Okay, started in 2009, ended 2015, six or seven seasons, something like that. Um, it, I started it about 2017, 18. After it had already been finished and everything, I went on and started watching it through Netflix while it was still on Netflix. I think it may still be. I think it's on Hulu now. Okay. And... I started watching it and I liked that aspect similar to what you did with Game of Thrones that you had the ability to go from one episode to the next right. and then you could jump back to see what you missed if you fell asleep during something or if you just uh, you just missed a detail or whatever you could go back and check it out. So I started binge watching it f- first couple episodes and I was like, "Okay. Like Amy Polar is extremely over the top in a lot of the things she does." Part of the reason why she is as funny as she is is because she does put herself out there like that. But the first few episodes, I did not like her at all. Now, I didn't really like her a lot in Saturday Night Live either. I wasn't a huge fan of the characters or the things that she did in the skits. And part of it's because, again, she's very, very loud. Now, there's, there's some people that say uh, Will Ferrell's the exact same way. But I enjoy Will Ferrell's comedy when he's being loud like that more so than I do amy speaking Polis.
3: of will am i the only one that was extremely disappointed with his character in the office
2: no i was disappointed with it but to a to a large degree it was very very difficult to to fill that
3: role no and and i get it so i i wasn't why i wasn't really like expecting anybody to be able to really fill it the same way as steve carell but just will in general, I like him in almost everything he does. Yeah, and I just didn't like his character. Like I just I thought it wasn't funny. So, so there was a couple
2: know. of things that I liked about it. Yeah. Okay. So he's talking about, uh, he's talking about Daryl. We're gonna give you some management classes. I don't care if you like it. Deal with it. And he's like, I don't really want these people to be able to anticipate what I'm gonna do. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to throw them off course. And then so, uh. He's like, uh, "Cake Thursdays, those are back. Deal with it. I don't care if you like it. It's happening." And just all these little things that he's doing. He's trying to throw him. He's trying to say good things and throw them off. And then Kevin's like, "These all sound like really good things, but but maybe they're, but maybe they're not." Mm-hmm. And maybe that's how we should think about it. He's like, "Kev's got me pegged." <laughs> Like, the dumbest guy in the office, right, as, as it's portrayed, picks up on whatever this guy's weird plan is. Just kind of funny. Just kind of a, a silly little, uh, and it's one of the cold opens, I believe, mm. of whenever he's, what, op, uh, office manager for two or three days. Uh, and then, another thing, when he gets to be, like, real misogynistic, and he's and he's having meetings with just the guys. Mm-hmm. And then he kicks out Jim because Jim's like, oh, "It kind of seems like you don't like women." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Who says that? I like women." And uh, and then he has another like uh, inner circle meeting, and Jim doesn't get a text. And and Pam's like, "Just go in there, maybe he forgot." And he goes and sits down, and he starts, eye- like side eyeballing, and stops talking. Like it gets just dead quiet somebody's in this inner circle don't belong and just doesn't tell him to leave at all for for several minutes and the tension's real weird but but the facial expression stuff I think that's pretty funny. He had some pretty funny things that he did but I think his character overall was kind of meh. it's kind of a kind of a flop which is why he was which is why they killed him off. He was the, like one of the only characters they killed off in this TV show which got to say something. Yeah. He really really was not liked by the folks
3: they're like yeah he's not coming back at all don't have any hope
2: <laughs> that's right uh they were trying to decide what type of uh what type of basket what type of like care basket they should put and dwight's like well what if he wakes up out of his coma post apocalypse we need a chainsaw and axe you know and things like that and just typical dwight stuff is pretty funny but anyways uh so what did you like about parks and rec
3: Ron Swanson. <laughs>
2: okay, you just like Ron Swanson? Yeah. Well,
3: and like I said, I, I haven't I haven't watched a whole lot. I just went back and I watched. I think I've probably seen half of season one or something like that. Like okay. in other words, but I actually enjoyed what I was watching as opposed to when I first saw it. I was like, "This is stupid."
2: Okay, so you went back and rewatched <laughs> some of the things that you had a bad impression of and right. then you change your impression yeah. which is maybe what Adam Walker the Highland apologetics should do with The Office
3: probably yeah. yeah
2: and so one of his criteria says if uh, if you have to start in season 2 in order to like it then why would i ever watch it and we're talking about starting in season 2 Oh Did i think you it's. I think it's i think that in order for you to not quick judge the the TV show you start in season 2 The Office yeah Season 1 is tough to get through. No, it's not. Yes it is. No, it's not. Yes it is. It's filled with potential racial like implications where he's trying not to be racist but he's also like talking about stereotypical stuff like with the it's warehouse. It's funny. Not at first. Yeah it is. No, because the stuff at the stuff from season 2 on, he starts getting reactions that are a lot less serious and like potentially job ending type of things but in season one everybody's like i hate you i don't want you to be my boss why would i listen to you right, right? right. but that's not that's funny. funny it is funny is it yeah it is what how how is it funny because it's funny no no but give me an explanation <laughs>
3: explain why it's funny. i'm trying
2: to understand what you're saying but right now all it sounds like is how i'm talking right now it's
3: hard for me to actually take anybody serious okay. Nope. I think I... I, think I Jaybird busted his balloon. I think I... <laughs> did, you pop, did you pop your balloon over there? Oh, there you go.
2: That's a big old pull right yeah. there. <laughs> um,
4: <laughs> it's funny because... Hold on. Check, please. It's funny because... Uh, just because it is, right? Because like, it's like so outlandish. It's you funny know? because, because it is. That he's so funny cause he thinks that he's so funny. Because he thinks that he's so funny. It's but, funny but he's, because it he's is. Being, no, but he's being like highly offensive. And he yeah, thinks it's hilarious. No, I know. He right. thinks it's hilarious. Nobody else does. I he's, think that's exactly. what that's
3: what's funny because yeah. he thinks he's funny,
4: he's, but he's, nobody he's, else he's, does. He's like so inappropriate, but he's so aloof that he's being inappropriate.
2: Do you know what I mean? No, I get it. Yeah, it's but, funny. But like, see, for me, it's like if I was in that position, I would feel like like running off. Well sure. I you mean, know? yeah, it's uncomfortable. Right. That's what I'm funny. saying. Un- lack of comfort isn't funny. No, it is funny. No, it, it, well, it is I funny. mean, when you're watching it, yeah. there's a lot of uncomfortable. Not if you can funny. like empathize with it in any yeah. way. But so Like it, as a teacher, I can kind of empathize with that to a degree. <laughs> like if I said something that was like truly cringe or whatever inside of a classroom, I would get I'd get shunned out the door. Of course. But, but my point but is, but is I, can empa- show. Yeah, I can But I can empathize with that. Michael would have Michael would have got fired.
3: A long yeah, anybody time anybody else, anybody else would be fired for doing that,
2: <laughs> right? But he's well, not. I'm I mean, I get funny. that. He could a have a reality. been fired at
3: multiple points in any oh, episode, yeah, in yeah, any season, yeah, yeah. if this was real life. You so bet. you can't com- you can't compare it with yeah. with real life. You know, but
2: no. So, but part of the reason why we even enjoy some things that are they're set in in things that are real life is the ability to relate. To things yeah. like you don't like the office just simply because it's funny. You like the office because it's extremely relatable. There are there is a there's a, a Kevin, a Phyllis, a Stanley, a Dwight, but I guarantee a Jim there's, everywhere. There's but, a there's a a Michael Scott everywhere. Right. But so in those first five six episodes, you don't want to be working with this guy. No, and of course. I mean,
3: but it's still funny. But that's the thing. so yeah. here's the deal. I can't. That's, the problem okay. is okay. As I've I told mean, you. I watched The Office. I watched every episode, yeah, every season. You sure did. But it was twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. I didn't go. I haven't gone back and rewatched it. I'm not an Office. Oh, I you know, bought. Like, I bought it on Voodoo. Super Fan, like I am. I paid a like,
2: hundred bucks to get all the episodes. So when they yeah. took it off of Netflix, I still had the ability to watch it.
3: I'm not an Office Super Fan like I am an Average Joe Super Fan. So okay. I, I haven't gone back and watched it over and over. I can't tell you what happened in those. episodes. You go back and listen but to here's, these episodes over and but over. Here's.
2: You go back and listen to these episodes over and over. I have listened to episodes. You go back multiple and listen times? to these episodes over and over.
3: So and that's funny. You did that. Thank so <laughs> uh, I I can see what's happening here. Uh, so going back to the fact that I watched The Office means I I liked it and thought it was funny. In other words, I if the first if the first season was bad, I never would have made it past the first season. So I okay. Obviously well, must maybe have we should it. tell
1: that to Rain Man
4: because he practically bankrupted a casino, and he was a retard.
3: Because, because <laughs> back then it wasn't the same as it is now. You didn't have the binging and the you know everything else. So if I didn't like it, I wouldn't have wouldn't have watched it. So that's kind of where I.
2: Okay, but let me ask. Okay, so did so you? Because I, I can't tell you, you specifically like, what I liked about it. The did first you dislike season. when Andy became the boss in season seven? Or season eight? Yes. Did you finish the series? I did. So your argument has holes. I'm just saying. Well no, just because I think you no, 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 no. You just said you You just said you liked it therefore you watched it all. And then you just said that you disliked part of it but continued to watch it all.
3: Wait a minute. You there's going to be stuff you dislike about every show, but I didn't dislike the show.
2: I got a lot of I know a lot of people that are office fans up until season six. And then after season six, they quit watching the show.
3: Yeah, but it's I, weak. but but what I'm saying is, even, though, with you. even yeah. though I didn't like a lot of what happened after Steve Carell left the show, I still, with his position, I still liked the majority of the show. The show was still good enough that I wanted to watch it. You know, I didn't I thought, like the, go ahead. Well, I'm just, no, I, no, thought, go ahead. No. I thought
4: that once Carell was gone, I was like, man, like, how are they going to do this? Yeah, but I thought they did a really good job with bringing success. Andy, well, bringing Will Farrell in, you know, for an interim period of time and yep. then bringing Andy in. Yep. I thought it worked really well because because then you kind of realize it wasn't just all about Michael. Absolutely. There's a whole other cast. Absolutely. You know, all, all these, these other, other storylines and characters. Yeah. yeah, and they I think they did a great
1: job.
2: Which, for me, that throws a whole lot into the whole Game of Thrones idea. You got a whole bunch of these storylines. Well, you had the same thing in the office. They just happened to all work together mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. Right? I mean, you had to learn about Oscar and what... What all his situation was, you had to learn about Dwight and Angela and their continued back and forth. You had to learn about, uh, you had to learn about how truly dumb Kevin was portraying himself to Mm. be, you know, as that actor or whatever. And then uh, the whole Jim and Pam from the beginning, like you had all these things that you could you could invest your time into specifically that had nothing to do with Michael Scott, had nothing to do with Steve Carell. So, uh, but and that's the that's the reason why a good show is good, like. For the same reason Game of Thrones, you did not have to like the Lannisters per se, but there was two or three other storylines that you were gripped onto and you wanted to see how those developed and how they clashed with so the people you didn't like. So with
3: then it. how did I how does that refute my argument? In other words, you're saying what I said. I just said it had holes. You I said, said just because holes. I didn't like how they replaced Michael, I shouldn't have watched it. Like that isn't because I said You said that I wouldn't have watched it you if just I didn't said like it. You thought it was you liked it and thought it was funny, so you watched it right. all,
2: and then you said you disliked a portion in the middle, of and then coo- continued to watch it. Of course, it
3: all. I, dis- I, I'm sh- I dislike a piece of everything I watch. I'm sure, well, so that's, that's really th- critical. There's, I mean, you're not going to like everything about everything. That's, that's
2: not necessarily <laughs> true.
3: Okay, well,
2: <laughs> sometimes you have to have an open mind, okay, and then you have to find the positive and shun the negative. Okay. Right now, I'm shunning the negative. Okay.
3: <laughs> uh, like for example, the new Spider-Man movie. Uh, Have you seen it? I thought it was really good. Okay, I love the movie, but you know what? Nope. I you hate. Tell me. I hate.
2: Oh, that's... the whole
3: premise of it, because the multiverse thing. No, the spell. It's okay. The dumbest thing in the world. Okay, make everybody forget who Spider, who Peter Parker is. Okay. You, or, didn't, you didn't like the spell that, or a, why that a
2: magician could do,
3: or why don't you just say, "Hey, make every and I can't remember his name, the villain that outed him. Hey, make everybody forget him and what he said." Oh, Mysterio. Yeah. Okay. Problem solved, and you don't have anything that happened in that movie after that, and you yeah. can blame it on Peter Parker for being young and dumb, and he's not a he doesn't know any of that stuff, but Doctor Strange. Who supposedly is responsible and been doing this for a very long time? Uh-huh. He should have looked at Peter Parker and go, "You're an idiot. Why don't we just do it this way?" And Peter Parker would go, "Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that." But instead, Doctor Strange does this terrible spell, and then no, he does lets not Peter do a terrible mix, spell, and then lets Peter mix it up okay, while he's doing now it. Now you got me going. I'm okay. telling you, that whole scene is stupid. Okay. The whole King premise the is King in the castle. King in the castle. But with that being said, I enjoyed the movie. The movie had great. The spell uh, was an excellent and-
2: was an excellent addition to this movie because there's only one way there's only one way to erase what just happened and that's with magic. That's the only way that it could even possibly ever like save his autonomy or whatever. So you then just call it.
3: use the magic of forget Mysterio and what he said and then nothing bad happens. But then you wouldn't have. Had There's no side effect. Of I understand you wouldn't have had the movie, movie. but my. But, but that's no, my but point. no, 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 no. They no. created a movie on the premise of something that should have never happened.
2: No, okay. You whatever you forget Mysterio and what he said. Yes, but that doesn't stop what happened from the Daily Bugle. That doesn't stop anything else. Just nobody
3: knows Spider Man's Peter Parker. If the that,
2: aftermath if, of that was was that there wasn't just him speaking; it was everybody else tweeting and all the other things that happened. It wasn't just, hey, Mysterio said this. It was like just a tweet that said Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And that tweet would have not been covered unless everybody was told to forget he was Spider-Man. No,
3: because if everybody forgot that Mysterio said it, then everybody would look at that tweet and go, there's no credibility there. The only reason there was credibility be tw- behind a tweet, behind a news story, behind anything was because of Mysterio. Was because there was the a video. potentially
2: disgruntled guy who was about to die and, there and, was, and outing somebody on it was, his last... It was
3: on video. So there was video of Peter Parker w- in the Spider-Man suit. So, Well, okay, but that, still, there, there could be so anybody
2: fr- in a Spider-Man suit, and anything can be superimposed. The credibility the credibility is ultimately... a. Uh, 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 provided whenever the word continues to get around okay, but
3: that's what was used to to validate all of these claims if you take the validation away then that's it
2: okay so if I go swinging around on a rope in a in a in a spider-man costume without a mask and somebody shouts that Josh Buchanan is spider-man under duress, I mean, yeah, I was dressed up as him. I was swinging around on well, around on some rope, but well, they does that mean said, I was. He Spider-Man? also said
3: that he murdered Mysterio because of the way the video was was portrayed. So in other words, there were exactly there were falsehoods. the video was edited. There, right, to there dec- were falsehoods in the video. Okay, but, but my, still, so if the video is forgotten. Then, all of a sudden, the dude goes, wait, why did I tweet that Spider-Man's Peter Parker? That's stupid. Right. But but the, but the I'm buzz— I'm going to go back and delete that.
2: But the buzz is still out there, and anybody who's curious about is Peter Parker Spider-Man and the news outlets and anything start putting a microscope on him. He can't do anything Spider-Man-esque and not be outed. Yeah. He had know. to have everybody forget that he was Spider-Man— and then what happened was this perfect spell that was being created. He kept trying to alter during the spell, and he and and Strange was like, okay, one or two variations. Well, then it got to be three, four,
3: and then it got out of control. And then again, that's all on Strange. He didn't have to do all of that. So he was the one that said, "Don't alter it. It's unstable." Whatever, but he did it anyways. So you've got a guy that's. Supposedly in charge of Okay, of all but of that this. goes
2: to Stephen Strange's character. You know you've seen all these things. Yeah, but again, I need to take some ginkgo below because That's
4: I what? saw it, I saw it not too long ago. And, yeah. Yeah. But Doctor Strange okay. is a but,
3: mad control freak. Okay, and exactly so, right. That so, goes to his character. So he should and have he never thinks, given control to Peter. But
2: he thinks he can do it all. That's his whole aura. Correct me if I'm wrong, just any any uh, Doctor Strange movie or character addition that you've seen of him mm-hmm. he thinks he knows everything and he can do which everything perfectly. which he which would never let peter his...
3: parker talk him out of what he knows that's
2: no no point. no but that also goes to say yeah okay i can do that too I can do that because I can do anything. It's but like he's trying to like telling straight, Peter, it's like trying no, to do a, do a triple bypass, quadruple bypass, and then also like a, a, a liver implant all at the same time. But he's telling and Peter, and he's like, yeah, no, okay, I can go ahead
3: and do that. No, I shouldn't do no that. That's a bad deal. idea. No, I'm not going to do that. No. But then he does it anyways. That's the exact opposite of his character. No, it's, He doesn't he, let anybody tell him to do anything. No, exactly. He
2: convinces himself that it's doable, yeah. that he can accomplish it. And so he didn't allow... I mean he allowed Peter Parker to say what he said. He could have said no, but he's but he as the know-it-all says and I'm sure you can relate to this a little bit. He says, "I I can do it." "I can do it. I shouldn't." And you need to calm down, but I'm perfect in my execution of all these things. I can do this." And so he went and tried to do it. And then Peter Parker steps in, loses he makes him lose his own lose control of whatever he's going and boom, he has to Collapse the same before the universe splits open. Are we jogging any, any of that below? No, nah, I mean not really. Yeah, no, we still yeah, got yeah. the ginkgo, huh? Yeah. Okay.
3: Okay, so I'll, I'll go back to my original deal. So, I'll, I'll reword it. Okay. I would like that. Let's make the spell, okay, because I'm not a writer, but if I sat down and actually thought this out, let's try it this way. Let's make the spell. Hey, everybody that found out Spider-Man was Peter Parker... After Mysterio died, forget that Spider Man is Peter Parker. There you go. Done.
2: Okay, but he still wanted MJ to know. He still. She
3: She knew before that. Everybody who learned after Mysterio died should forget. Then it's done. And on top of that, and on top okay. of that, yeah, uh, you're not a
0: writer. Okay, that's, on, that's one way we okay. would then, have a 10-second movie. Hold on, but that's then on, one but way then on, we would
3: have a movie that lasted about thirty minutes. N- but then on top of that, yeah, that would be called an episode on, that, on Disney Plus. But then on top of that, remember you were talking about the tweets and the everything else, right? Okay, okay. So even if the spell had worked, okay, everybody forget that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. Okay, even if it had worked, okay, your argument from what I said earlier uh-huh. is still in play. Okay. Well, there's all these tweets. All the tweets. There's and all information these news articles. That is true. So then, Spider Man can never be Peter Parker can never be Spider Man because people are going to be looking at him through a microscope. So either way, the whole premise of the of the magic spell you can't have it both ways. It was never going to work according to your logic. So it it was pointless to begin with.
2: But part of the spell was to get rid of all info that said that's not I, what it
3: said. The spell was clear. Was simply everyone forget that spider-man is Peter Parker that's it that's okay. all it was okay well I'm okay. was it not
2: okay I'm gonna have to do some research but okay. I'm fairly
3: certain that we, it was to get rid of everything I don't remember that in the because the whole point was him making exceptions for people because the spell was everybody forget there was no hey remove the tweets hey because if that was the case going back to my original point we still could have done that uh-huh. without making MJ and his buddy, I forget his name, forget who he is. Uh-huh,
2: okay. I hear you, I but hear you. But at one. the same time, you're upset about something that create that was the purpose of the movie. Like, you don't my have point a movie was, without the movie, the, was, my, without the the movie was inter- going wrong.
3: The movie was entertaining, but the premise was flawed from the beginning. That's my point.
2: See, and They could have th- made a
3: really great movie on a better premise.
2: I don't think they could have. Sure. How are they gonna get into the multiverse, and how are they actually gonna even explain the multiverse, without having the multiverse come in to
3: play during this movie because a spell then opens up the multiverse. I'm not a movie writer, but they could probably figure out 15, 20 different ways to open okay. up the multiverse.
2: so the the, ish, the only way they're mo- opening up the multiverse is with Doctor Strange. Sure. That's the only way they're doing it. Sure. Okay. So uh, there has to
3: be something spell-wise that goes wrong. Or he does it on purpose. Why? Well, I, again, I'm not a writer, but no, maybe but, but, but what? maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a villain that you need multiple Spider Mans to beat. Maybe there's a villain who already can traverse the multiverse, and so now you need, you know, I mean, I don't know. There could be you could do it a thousand different ways, but at least have a a premise that that makes sense instead of okay, we have to manufacture. A way to open up the multiverse. And so what we're gonna do Everything is we're gonna have about this we're gonna have a super smart control freak freak make a really dumb decision because a kid tells him to, and that's what's gonna cause us to that
2: happen. is every Marvel movie.
3: Uh.
2: <laughs> every single one. Okay. I mean, Tony Stark making errors with what he does. I mean, he started Ultron. By starting the AI thing with the with
3: the Tesseract or whatever, yeah, whatever, but that the but, that, but that's thing. a but that's a normal. But that's a
2: genius thinks he can do anything he wants yeah. to do, and then does something that nearly destroys the
3: world. Yes, cool, do that. But do it. But he was doing it with good reason. This this was a so this was a dumb was, reason.
2: No, but but it wasn't. It was and it wasn't. It was it was personal for Peter Parker, but it was also potentially vital for Spider-Man to continue being Spider-Man and part of the Avengers, which is in the movie genre uh, verse that we're talking about. No, well, I
3: that's fine. But so. it's
2: a, but it's the same basic premise. Really smart guy overly controlling, does something stupid. Makes a mistake. They don't always win the first battle, right? No, I agree,
3: but make a mistake doing something that's worth doing. That's whole, that's my point. So the, so, the whole so premise of what he was So you're telling, okay, so you're telling doing.
2: me making an AI that's completely autonomous is worth doing based on everything that just happened throughout that movie Age of Ultron? You're telling me that a completely autonomous AI is something we need where they can make a, dis- a determination like humans are actually bad for this planet. The reason the planet is uh, running out of resources or whatever is because humans are, are well, that was multiplying un- in right, such a that way was that... was an
3: unintended side effect of something that was being put in place for the betterment of people. Huh. The original, huh. the original <laughs> so spell, the spell was not...
2: <laughs> so the spell going haywire was not an unintended side effect of something that was going to be good for old Peter Parker.
3: It was an unintended side effect of something that was completely unnecessary. The way they did the it necessity
2: in the necessity is what is where you're struggling to understand. It doesn't matter what you think the necessity is. You're right. The it stories doesn't. are. I'm not the writer. Are manufactured in a completely hypothetical situation, anyways, right. and so. Uh, they are made purely for entertainment value.
3: See, what's crazy is I never, I didn't say it doesn't make sense that there's a multiverse. It doesn't make. I will buy into whatever you're selling in your movie, but you've got to follow your own logic. That's what I'm. That's all I ask. Is that? So you're
2: telling me that the guy who thinks he can do anything, make any spell, does not follow his own logic by saying, by listening "Don't to do that." Okay, we'll do it because I can. Like that's how it was. Stop. Stop. What okay, I, one what more. I see, and then he's like, What I see okay, Doctor Strange
3: do doing is Peter Parker telling him that and Doctor Strange going, You're dumb. Why don't I just do a spell that does this? And then oh, okay, yeah. It has the same effect. That's what I would see Doctor Strange doing. That's what he did okay, ever but, since his character okay, but, okay, was created.
2: But stop. Even even Peter Parker has a has a, a complex of know it all. Even he does, and so. But he doesn't
3: have the control. Strange does. Well, until he goes into the
2: yeah. mirror dimension, and then he finds a mathematical way to control Doctor Strange.
3: Well, yeah, but that's later. That's not the. That's
2: nearly. I mean, it's that's nearly twenty minutes afterward, right? I mean, it's 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 in a movie setting. It's it's pretty sequentially quick.
3: I understand, but that's not. It's it's. But it's Peter not Parker the same thought thing. he
2: knew everything, which is why he continued to add stuff to the spell or wanted things added because he knew it all. And Doctor Strange knew it I all. I just think Doctor Strange was. And too why do you smart. think they were even fighting in the end? I because they Dr. both Strange think they know was it all. Too smart
3: to do what he did. That's I mean, mind.
4: hey, we all make mistakes. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
2: Every Marvel movie is about making mistakes. I Every agree. Every single one. And and. Doctor Strange thought he should kill all these guys because they died in their multiverse, but they were pulled over before they died. And then uh, Peter Parker's like, no, I think I can save them. And then now you have this conflict between heroes similar to what was in the Civil War. Yeah. The the Avengers Civil War, the Captain America Civil War movie, right? I mean, ev- every bit of this is the linear, or not the linear, the the, the purpose, the premise I mean, come on. Red Skull? The premise of some some guy in Germany that's not Hitler trying to take over the world and, and finds a tesseract, a space stone that can control space-time, and, and, but you really can't touch it, otherwise you'll be vanished off to Vormir and you'll have to protect the Soul Stone. I mean... I've never seen it. All these premises. you you never seen
3: what? What you're talking
2: about. You've never seen the original Captain America?
3: No. Okay.
2: Wait, no. I saw the original Captain America. Great. You never saw Avengers Endgame and uh, Infinity War and all that? I did. Okay, Red Skull is the guy that. Which one's Red Skull? The one with the red skull. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. He's the guy at Vormir where Thanos throws his daughter over the thing and he says, a soul for a soul. Right, I remember that. Okay, the guy that's floating around at the top of the mountain has a red skull. Oh, okay. And he is the villain in uh, Captain America the original Captain America and whenever his face starts sliding off because he's been taking whatever medicine or whatever injection for however long his the skin is is starting to not ne- even be necessary because his bones are like will sustain him or whatever I don't I don't know how that happens but his face starts sliding off after an explosion you can see his skull is red mm. and he's I mean red skull I think is actually his like nickname or mm. his his name or whatever, but then whenever he touches the tesseract in the plane, when when Captain America at the end, whenever he starts to fly it down into ice, and that's why right. f- frozen for forty years or whatever it was, uh, the Red Skull guy grabs the tesseract as it's like floating, and when he grabs it, he's not a god or whatever powerful enough to handle an infinity stone, and so he gets like sucked into space. And he's like a, he's now a, uh, I don't know what's it called, a spirit or whatever mm. that is in charge of the soul stone mm. at, at the planet Vormir. Gotcha. And he's the guy that, that tells uh, Natasha who who her father was and she didn't know.
3: Yeah, see, I didn't get all that all that,
2: that tie in. Right. That, so. Okay, so calm it down when we're trying to say premise and stuff. Everything is a is a faulty, weird premise, but you got to go into it with complete and utter... Willingness to be enjoying the movie and not yeah. being overly critical.
3: I already said I would believe your all of your guidelines and all of your multiverse and all of your soul stone. Right. I'll believe all that. Just you know, anyway. I like I'll,
2: how I like how we concede
3: an art. I'll buy into all that. Just don't I don't know do stupid what we're stuff yelling like about. That. <laughs> Anyways, that got
2: super far field. Uh, so, uh, Jay Bird, I'm going to ask you to reach down into whatever part of the ginkgo biloba you still have left yeah. naturally, yeah. uh, thinking about, uh, cold opens yeah. to the office. Yeah. That is what part of the office, well, that's <clears> what <throat> the, uh, I, I don't know if it's every series that followed it, but. The Office played an extremely important role in the creation of the cold open before the credits, the opening credits of a movie or you know, uh, of, a, of a TV show. Excuse you me, know, and maybe uh, even a movie as well. I will
4: say though, the uh, the cold open.
2: Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, give me give me some cold open. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your favorite cold opens? Um,
4: I like the uh, when Kevin is trying to. Use as few words as possible to yes. be more productive. Yes. That's one.
2: Uh, my my mechanic. Yeah. No speak English. Yeah. And he understand what I say when car no go. And we best friends. And we best friends. <laughs> Kevin, what are you going to do with all this extra time? Sea world. Okay, so I don't know if you mean see right. the world or go to sea world. Right. Right. Sea world. Right. <laughs> Again. Again. Uh, and that's a pretty funny one. Yeah. That's a pretty funny one. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you got one? Do you remember any <laughs> Man, of the I don't cold open? Off the top uh, of my, you'll remember head. this one whenever Dwight, or excuse me, whenever Ke- uh, Jim comes in imitating Dwight. Oh yeah, he yeah, comes yeah, yeah. in. He sits down. Now I don't, I don't remember if this is a cold open or if it's a a closing scene. I think it's a cold open. Uh, but I don't, I, I can't fully remember if it is, but it's one of my favorite where it's just a scene that's set apart. You could take that out, put it on YouTube mm-hmm. and it's, it's on there already and it would stand alone as so hilarious. the
3: one where, uh, they, they wrap everything in, uh, in, in, uh, Christmas paper. Is that an open? Yes. Yep. Uh, one, of, a lot of the, a lot of the opens
2: are pranks. Yeah. 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 Right. So several of the pranks are really, really good. Of course, the. Uh, the him dressing up as Dwight mm-hmm. is a prank, right?
4: Yeah. And then there's the one where um, <laughs> uh, Jim's False. Jim's buddy, he's like the Asian dude. Yeah, oh, yeah.
2: Comes That's towards and, the end. At, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh yeah, and he says that he's Jim. And he's like, "Who are you? <laughs> I'm Jim." Yeah. He's like, "What are you talking about? No, I've been here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, I've no, worked not, with you for years." Yeah. Jim's not Asian.
2: Oh, you never noticed? <laughs> yeah. Man, kudos yeah. to you for not seeing yeah. race. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. And then they have a picture with the kid. Yeah. That, and that he's there yeah. and he's and it's here. Man, mm-hmm. it, dude, that's a that's a pretty good one. And they and that's the thing about the cold opens. Like you can have such a quick skit that's funny. Oh yeah. And it doesn't have to be relevant to anything. Right. Yeah. It's show, not right? related
3: to the rest of the show at all. At all. Yeah. And like it never happened.
2: And exactly, and so it it just it gives it gives that ability to jump into the show just already lighthearted and funny and everything.
4: When he moves uh, Dwight's desk into the bathroom, uh-huh. that's cold open. Yeah, that's a cold yeah. open. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, then he uh, he buys like five thousand feet of red wire at a flea market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes and he runs it out, and he's like, "What's this red wire?" I was like, "I don't know. It's, I just yeah. got here," and he's like. I mean, don't I have one? He's like, no, mine's the only one with a red wire, and yeah. he starts and it, and he tapes it down to where you can't even see it on the floor until you pull it up or whatever, all the way down the hall, up the fi- up the uh, the telephone pole, yeah. Yeah. and uh, and then he's like, it's tied on there and stuff, and then Jim, they looks out the window and is like, oh, don't worry about it, I got it there, yeah, <laughs> like he'll mm-hmm. be just yeah. fine. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. Um, uh, Pam writes Michael little notes whenever he's in meetings and so he she she takes a phone call takes a message gives it to him and he like he loved it he's like no i can't take this right now and everybody's like oh okay he's taking this serious and so she then comes in and brings him any kind of thing written down on a uh on a sticky note and uh He's like, oh no, I'm in a meeting right now. He's in, he's eating lunch with Jan, and I'm in a meeting right now. This is this is a more important client or whatever. And she's like, oh okay, yeah. And then uh, then he's in a meeting with Ryan, and then he's like, uh, it's uh, you know, it's, this this client can wait. I'm I'm with my boss right now. He's like, oh no no, business calls go first. <laughs> and he's like, hey buddy, <laughs> like he actually has to improv a call mm-hmm. right there or whatever. Pretty funny. Uh you have uh, uh, what's some other ones? Oh, Michael holds the meeting. That's all the time. Um, Michael hits Meredith with his car. Yeah, as he's driving in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, this is right after. Uh, uh, this is right after he thinks he's getting the job in in uh, what's it called at corporate, and Ryan ends up getting it. And so he comes back, like, his next day back, whatever, and he's driving back, and it's the uh, Britney Spears song. Like, it's Britney, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then he hits her with the car. And mm-hmm. then he has the fun run for the cure, yeah. the cure rabies yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. that's a – man, and then he – Eats all co- that pasta. He carbo-loads 10 yeah. minutes before the race. <laughs> he has an entire thing of pasta. Yeah. I mean, and then he's, like, cramping yeah. like because he didn't drink any water or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so stupid, but so funny. People do that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, then you have uh, Michael making a tape for his future son. And then uh, he's trying to teach him how to remove a a woman's bra. And so he (laughs) takes the video camera. He's like, and now we're going to demonstrate with Pam here how to take off a woman's bra. (laughs) And then she's like, "Uh, no, no, we're not. I don't think so." And yeah. then Dwight puts the bra on, uh-huh. and then he's like, "You just pinch t- your fingers together and twist <laughs> until something pops," <laughs> and <then laughs> nothing happens. And he's like, "Well, you get the idea." Uh-huh. And then Dwight turns around, like it's just this dude in a bra. <laughs> and then, uh, and then he goes to the car, puts on the jumper cables. He's like, "You connect this one to." Anything you want in the engine here. And then you just randomly connect this one to part of the engine here. And there you go. That's how you jumpstart a car. And then Dwight just iconically turns the camera to him. He's like, <laughs> nope, that's that's not it. Shaking his head in, in like disbelief that Michael's so idiotic. Uh let me see a couple others. Some of these are super fun. I think that there's there needs to be one time where we we narrow it down to maybe a top 10 we don't need to do it right now but these are just so much fun michael gets gum in his hair he sees a shiny object underneath stanley's car and he reaches under there and he gets gum stuck in his hair and then jim's like but you thought that was a quarter sue me <laughs> right. sue me right. and then J- dwight starts putting peanut butter all in his hair and he's like no not the good peanut butter dwight yeah. and he's like this is serious and then he starts licking his fingers after he's massaging it in this oh i mean some of it's a little gross but it's funny uh, oh man. Uh, Jim connecting to Dwight's headpiece, like his, his, D- Jim's headpiece. He's connected oh, to Dwight's phones. Yeah, yeah. And he connected, he forwarded his office phone to his cell phone. He, he turned his phone number or whatever, connected mm-hmm. his thing to his cell phone. And so every call he gets, he's like, this is not Dwight. This is not Dwight. This is an <laughs> imposter. And it's just, and it's just really funny stuff. Um, Oh man, what's some other ones?
3: One of my favorite moments in the office, I don't think it was an open, but one of my favorite uh, <laughs> moments was when Dwight and Michael, I believe, mm-hmm. were on a sales call and they were driving through the country or whatever. They have their GPS on. Oh yeah. And the GPS tells them to turn now. Uh, but the road is like up yeah, ahead, yeah. And Michael's like, "It well, said it, it, turn now. It said turn right. now. It might know about a shortcut that right. we don't." And he just turns right into the pond. And yeah. Dwight's <laughs> like, "No, there is a lake there. That is why you don't turn
1: now." Yeah.
2: Yeah. that
3: was really good. No, that no, is not a cold open. That. It's just no, part of the. But I was just thinking about that.
2: So. Uh, the office when the uh, when Jim, not Jim, excuse me, when Dwight and uh, and Toby are talking about how fast they can run. Because Jim, I think, is at uh, is somewhere else at this point. Anyways, uh, so Pam goes outside, and and Toby says he can run a mile or whatever in a certain amount of time—six mm-hmm. minutes, seven minutes, whatever it is. And Dwight's like, "Oh, I can beat that on on skates or whatever." <laughs> and he's like, "Well, he was running. He's like, I can beat that, no problem." So she goes out with a with a thermometer and hits the button until it beeps. And then she's like, "I'm timing you now." And he takes off in his suit and his dress shoes or whatever, and he's running around the building. First of all, we don't know how long, how far the building is. So how many times you got to run around it? And then, uh, and then she, he passes the building one time, passes her, and he's and she's like, "You got to pick it up if you want to beat Toby." Right. And he's like, "Oh, just you know, giving it all he's got." And he, she's like, "I don't even know. This is this is a thermometer. Am I being mean? <laughs> I'm gonna go inside and just let him run. That's." It's just funny. Just the pranks that people do are very much office style pranks. Um, oh man, I mean, let's let's find a couple more. Oh, well, another one was Kevin whenever he's bringing in his, his chili.
4: And Kevin's famous chili. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The
2: trick is you got to let them get to know each other in the pot uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. He's yeah. bringing this gigantic pot of chili, and he just, he just loses it. Yeah. And then he starts scooping it up with the with the paper trays <laughs> and stuff. And then the papers get in the chili and everything and he's like,
1: Oh no. Yeah.
2: And he's swimming in it like like uh like snow angels and stuff. <laughs> Man, that's that type of stuff is just funny. Uh uh there's also one where Michael watches the devil the devil wears Prada. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all have seen this, but I, I've seen this it. with Meryl Streep, and she's just an absolute horrible boss. And uh, and then she, every time she wants something, she just says, you know, give me, get me, uh, get me Armani on the phone or whatever. And it's about a uh, you know prod, it's about fashion. And so, anyways, uh, she just like throws her coat to whoever her assistants are. Get me whoever I want to talk. Uh, go get my lunch. Just I mean, just barking orders. And so Michael comes in. <laughs> Watching after watching that movie he throws his coat onto Pam and is like get me Armani and he, she's like Armani who get me Armani and then uh, he comes back like the next day this cold open goes a couple of days just in a few minutes or whatever and it says uh, he's like you know what I owe you an apology uh, turns out Meryl Streep was the bad guy in this, <laughs> in this movie she's like oh, okay and then uh, and then he wa- starts watching another movie starts watching Million Dollar Baby and uh And he's like, I just want you to know that I love you, Makishla. Or whatever. And she's like, Makishla? He just called me (laughs) Makishla,
1: Million Dollar Baby. That's what it
2: is. (laughs) And she's like, Oh no. I wonder what's gonna happen at the end of that movie. Mm. (laughs) You know, when they when they pull the plug on it, whatever. Anyways, just some just some funny, funny little things and I don't know, man. I, I love the cold open. I think the cold open makes and that's part of the reason why season one isn't as intriguing as the others there are no cold opens in season one no they're not no they don't even start until uh uh michael getting ryan a breakfast sandwich on the Uh, way to work one day uh y'all remember that one i don't know it's it's season two episode three uh michael gets there like at six o'clock in the morning and calls ryan and is like hey man i need you to go to this stand on the side of the highway whatever and get me this breakfast sandwich And so he comes in and brings it to him, like, a 6.15 or whatever. And he's like, so what did you you need? He he built it up like he needed something else from him, right? Hey, on your way, get me this sandwich. And he's like, what'd you need? (laughs) The sandwich. (laughs) And it's like 6.15, and nobody's in the parking lot. The office all lights off still. And he's like... He's like, the office is yours. Just take it. You got a couple hours before anybody gets here. And he's <laughs> like, I'm just gonna go sleep in yeah. my car now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, anyways, just just a funny funny open. It's a good open to be the first of those cold right. opens. But uh, but anyways, uh, that's again that's part of the reason. The first season is super super dry, mm. in my opinion. And it has some spots. It has some spots where I think it's it is really funny. But I don't think the constant funny begins until season two starts. I mean, to each his own. Absolutely. And that, yeah. again, we all have our own interpretation. Right. I'm not going to not watch season one just right. because I, I don't like it as much as the others. Sure. But at the same time, you actually don't really get any... Uh, you don't get many of the characters' real stories in those first six episodes. Right. It's about what the office is there for, what they're doing... And how it runs, mm-hmm. I think you get a little bit of the Jim's crush on Pam. I think you might get an idea that, that Dwight and Angela are hooking up, maybe. Uh, but outside of that, there's not much else. I think uh, learning that Oscar's gay comes in season two when he gets right. flowers from. Uh, he says his mom, but then he pockets the he pockets the card in his back pocket, so nobody sees it from mm-hmm. the guy he's living with, right. or whatever. Uh, you don't really see Dwight and Angela doing anything until season two. Uh, you got you got the uh, you got the dynamic between uh, uh, between Roy and Michael that begins to develop, but it, it starts in fear. Mm. Uh, Michael's like for whatever reason in stereotypical fear because of of what Daryl looks like mm-hmm. and then that their relationship starts to progressively develop into a better relationship as it goes right but anyways just season one it's so short it, they 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 mimicked it after the British office have you seen the British I couldn't get through more than more than yeah I like the that. American better yeah and it, yeah. it's probably just a a I mean, it's still funny. I think it's still
4: kind of funny, but you know, yeah. like maybe if I watched that one first, maybe I would think it was fun. But I don't know. Right, American Office pretty good.
2: Right, and Ameri- I mean, then they kept it going. They didn't do anything more than one season of the, yeah. of the British Office, yeah. right? Yeah. So, did it not do good, or is that how they do shows right. over there? They just do one season, they put right. it all in, and but it was if it hits, but Rick, it hits. If it doesn't, but Ricky doesn't. Gervais was Ricky Gervais with the American show one. Oh, you mean like in its writing and stuff? Yeah.
4: Oh, okay. Or like an executive producer? Yeah, or, uh, you know. a consultant or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, he came in for it one. He was, was involved with it, and he came in the one episode yeah. mm-hmm.
2: where he said, uh, "Comedy is where the mind goes to tickle itself." Yeah, that's what she yeah. said. Yeah. Right, and then yeah. Michael's like, "Oh, kindred spirit here. I'm right, gonna, I have to hug you. Now. Right, you know. Right. Anyways, but uh, see, there's we might we might dissect Parks and Rec next time. Really, because okay. these two are so similar. Do some research. Yeah, I need to bring actually on it. actually get some binge watching of some yeah. seasons or some episodes. I'll do that. Okay. You know, and uh, because number one, I can't understand why someone could say they don't like The Office, but they like Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, I get that the Parks and Rec thing began in a more relevant time frame for a lot of people. Right, smartphones were out uh or they were almost out they were significantly closer to being out than in the office the office well, the was first
3: still... iPhone launched in 07 so. okay
2: there you go yeah. so uh but but in the office they they don't have the smartphones they got the flip phones if they even use a cell phone ever right the technology is a little irrelevant at the beginning and so some of the things are like eh, okay like they're barely texting anything um and so maybe that's part of it Maybe it's a little too old for somebody. I don't know, but I think it is extremely relatable. I think it. If you haven't watched The Office, you need to jump on that train right now. Yep. Especially if your name is Adam Walker. Yeah, Ohio no doubt. Apologetic. No doubt. And so give it a give it an actual true yep. watch, and I don't think you're gonna want to just cut off cold turkey. Won't be disappointed. And so
3: so can I. So branching off from the office real quick, want to ask a question? So have you seen uh, the morning show?
2: On HBO?
3: It was on Apple TV.
2: Apple TV. Yeah. With... Uh, Jennifer
3: Aniston, Janiston, Aniston, Reese Witherspoon, Reese Steve Carell.
2: Yeah. I've seen an episode
3: so a while I've ago. I've seen the first season. I've watched a couple episodes in the second season now. Um, but So this was back when the first season came out. Steve Carell was in it. I was really excited. His character in The Morning Show as opposite... Of the character in the office, as you is could that right? possibly get, is that right? I was very disappointed yeah. seeing him in that kind of a serious, yeah, not. I mean, like literally, not funny at all. Not even part of his character. His character on TV, mm-hmm. doesn't even have a funny part to him. Like mm-hmm. he's just a okay. So now nonsensical. That's serious, where your
2: that's where your com, your com, uh, your comedian actors have a tightrope they got to walk, right? So, have you seen Steve Carell Be Serious in any other movie? No. Okay, so he played in the movie with Channing Tatum. It was called Foxcatcher or something like that. Okay, I haven't seen Uh, it. It's worth a watch. It's a true story. It's about uh, the, it's like the Foxcatcher. It's a 2014 American biographical psychological sports drama that's about uh, Mark Schultz and David Schultz. Mark Schultz and David Schultz were Olympic wrestlers, mm-hmm. and uh, the Foxcatcher Estate is uh, is where both of them went to train, and it was up in it was up north somewhere where wrestling is big, and uh, and Steve Carell was the owner of this place, and and he was. Uh, he was perce- he was uh depicting John Dupont and uh this is a- that's an actual picture of them mm. i know you i mean you can't see it if you're on the if you're on the the podcast but listening but uh but anyways um he is super serious yeah uh commits a murder because that's what i mean this guy right here Dupont was captured about 48 hours standoff he was convicted of third degree murder Mm. Um, and judged to be mentally ill, assumed to be mentally ill, so he received a thirteen to thirty year sentence and died in prison. Uh and so, anyways, I'm not gonna tell you which character got murdered or whatever, right. but, um, I mean, super serious, and this guy who is just what?
3: It's crazy m- that he's not listed in the starring or even in the.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's his name right yeah, there. Yeah, I see All it, right, but, but yeah, uh, if you watch it here, let's see if we can pull this up. Don't want to listen to, Don't want to listen to these ads here. But here's the uh Write story for yourself. So here's the show. That the
4: the, yeah. the more
2: and you work on see it, see if we can find um, 16 minutes. The, the more minutes you
4: minutes realize out. there is to understand. And this film, it's these two there very different worlds, these two subcultures. Yeah. The that's him. That is Money Steve Carell. Yes. Go back. And no, well,
1: it'll, I'm and sure it'll show something else as here. Wrestling a, a
4: subculture, there is an awareness that the sport that itself right there, Steve is Carrell. not. As appreciated, yeah. Let me as see if I can I pause it whenever he shows up on screen. In this country. Because there's no opportunity for see find reward in that uh, category, right. other more intrinsic categories of character, virtue. I think become that much more important. On the, on the we had John
2: Giro, who came in as a technical advisor, who I trained with every single day, and then eventually the idea that
3: that's Steve Carell right there. Wow, they I mean, it, I can see it, but I—it's I easier to would have see. Work.
2: It's easier to see whenever he's in the gym. It, it wasn't was awesome. even anything see, like yeah, it. like that looks I, like a I completely different person. Oh well, yeah, he was made to look like him, and yeah. intriguing and uh, yeah, so absolutely. I was
0: loved. His... Never would have guessed. There you go. Yeah, never the profile's
2: guessed. a little easier to kind of see it. You can yeah. clearly see they did something to his nose, right? And they made him do hold his lips a certain way, right? And they gave him stuff on his face that made him look older, right? Whatever yeah. that makeup was. But yeah, man, dude, super serious in this movie. So
3: contrast that with his most recent comedy series, Space Force. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. So have you seen that? Yeah, I've okay. seen
2: it. I, I'm not, I actually, I think I am caught up on it.
3: I, I am not. So I have seen uh, probably four episodes, four or five episodes of season two.
2: Okay.
3: Um, and then unfortunately have learned that they are not renewing it past season two. Are they not? Yeah, they just announced that a couple days ago.
2: Are they finishing season two? Cause it, it didn't appear to be finished. It was only like six or seven uh, episodes. That I don't know. And the first one was ten to twelve.
3: I don't know. It just said it didn't get. It's getting canceled after season two, so I don't know.
2: Yeah. Well, oh, okay. But then maybe they're going to finish it like they did with Ozark.
3: Yeah, maybe. But, but I thought it was. But I thought it was interesting seeing him play that character in the morning show, but then go to Space Force and essentially be the exact same character that he played in the Office. Yeah. Uh, and it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. It was so much better. But
2: yeah. well, it's what you're looking for. Yeah. But, like, but how many movies does Adam Sandler play serious roles
3: in? Very few. And I don't like them ever. Well, well
2: Spanglish <laughs> wasn't very good, I don't think. Uh, he played wasn't. a fairly serious role in that. Uh, the Cobbler, I think, he was a mildly serious role. There was another movie that came out where he was like a jewelry designer. Uh, uh, man, Adam Sandler. What movies, I got to figure out what movie, it just, oh, Uncut Gems, have you seen that? Mm -mm. Okay, so let me see if I can pull up an Uncut Gems uh, trailer or something, oh, I just clicked it, here we go, let's see. How okay, you doing Holly? How's it going? Good
0: face I have. Alright Larry, you're a Jew again. Welcome back. So says was a Jew. Oh. I made a crazy risk. We gamble.
1: Does this look About like, like it has up. comedy?
2: It's a trailer, so I hope it's clean. So I want the Celtics to cover. I want the Celtics halftime. I want garnet points and rebounds. What do you know? I
1: don't know. I mean, his no. face right
2: there. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It. There you go. <laughs> I mean, one of the most serious he's done. He's done, and the movie itself isn't terrible.
3: But it looks like I mean, you can see him his facial expression, and it opens with him making a joke with somebody. You could still see it looks like some of his comedic personality is still there. As opposed to
2: well, yeah, some of his comedic personality is there, right?
3: And, and that was my point with the Steve Carell. But what Steve I was Carell's about was comedy is significantly drier. Like in the morning show, like the morning show there was literally no con- like it was completely gone.
2: Yeah, but no, but his his comedy is naturally drier. Yeah. Than than Adam Sandler's. Adam Sandler's is much more facial expression and and everything else. Steve Carell's very is is his facial expressions aren't that great. Yeah. But his comedy is funny because it's. It's quick wit, it's dry, right. It's and so, any. I mean, I get what you're saying, yeah.
3: but... I'm just saying it was weird to see him in a role where that was completely removed. Yeah. And even with Adam Sandler, he's making jokes, he's doing, like, it's still, some of it's still there, at least in that role. So, for me, so, I've
2: seen several, yeah. both Adam Sandler, where he's being serious, Jim Carrey, where he's being serious, uh, Steve Carell, where he's being serious, where when I did see the serious nature of his character in that first episode or so, yeah. I wasn't, like, taken back. Right. But he also got kind of screwed out of his job in that first episode, mm-hmm. and so who's going to be finding the funny in that? Right? Well, and that right. was that first episode, so yeah. I don't know how it progresses. It's still and the I, same. I should watch it. And I, he's not. I've and heard it's not in The
3: show very much, so because of that. So because, because he's not funny, or no, because he, because, he lost, because, because he lost his job. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's he's not in the show very much. Um, they bring him back in season two, um, back into the show. Not you know he doesn't get his job back, but back into the show uh more uh, through as a secondary storyline right um still zero funny like doesn't even crack a joke when he's talking to people no sarcasm no it's really weird it's really weird but interesting anyway
2: did i just cancel
3: the
2: i feel like i just canceled the live oh no oh well uh anyways i mean it still says it's streaming but whatever
3: But, the, uh, but with that being said, the morning show, good show. Yeah. Worth yeah. a watch? I like watching it.
2: Apple TV. You got Apple TV? Mm-hmm.
3: The okay. dynamic between Reese and Jennifer Aniston is, is really good. good. It's pretty yeah. good. Well, that, that was shown also in Friends when
2: they were, when the sisters, Reese with oh, yeah, came yeah, on the yeah. camera yeah, yeah. as one uh-huh. of her sisters. Yeah. It was a good dynamic there. So, uh, you know, you want to talk about, you want to talk about Iconic shows, or, or what what type of TV show actually shaped some things? Like back in the day, Friends shaped a lot of the oh, yeah. comedy or whatever that you see nowadays from people our age. Hey, so you know, uh,
3: Adam doesn't like The Office. He didn't like Friends either. My wife doesn't like Friends. Yeah, she won't watch it. I, if it comes on, she like walks out of the room. I get it's. I get that it's like quippy, you know, and
2: and it's it's not continuous of a storyline really at all well it's a sitcom
3: it's like I mean it's right. what this they is a all used to be back sitcom. then a true sitcom I mean this
2: if you were watching the Cosby Show if you liked that growing up or if you were watching Family Matters right. or any of that stuff they all fell under the Prince same thing absolutely all, yeah. if you liked Fresh Prince that type of, of show then you should like Friends as well now maybe not directly right but if you liked sitcoms back in the day you should be liking you should be liking the sitcom whenever you were most uh, what's the word Influ—not uh, influential—but uh, y'all understand what I'm saying, like in your formative years. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, you know?
3: were—I'm
2: uh, trying to think of the word—impressionable. Yeah, impressionable. That's what that's you're the looking one. for. So, but anyways, m- my point is—is is that he didn't like that one either. But it still required good writing, and I liked what they don't do much anymore. They don't have the live audience much anymore yeah. right and so there were true reactions mm-hmm. from the jokes some of the jokes weren't even intended to be jokes yeah. right and they were they hit really well yeah there's uh, a lot of
3: improv in those shows
2: like whenever Joey gets a job with Ross and he comes in wearing his blue jacket uh, Chandler gets up and he's like I don't know but Donald Trump wants his blue blazer black that was completely unscripted mm-hmm. and the cast just continued to make fun of him and the the audience was laughing they're like let's just let it roll keep mm-hmm. it going see mm-hmm. how they yeah. how they get out of this you know. And so anyways, that was unscripted. There was some other things I saw, and I see them on Instagram when they talk, when I see some friends stuff, I follow some friends pages or whatever. And uh, Ross gets his, the first phone call back from Emily after he says Rachel's name on the, at the altar. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the first call, and he's like, it's Emily, it's Emily. He picks up a lamp and hands it to Chandler. And Chandler's like, he grabs the lamp, and he's like, what do I do with this lamp? Completely unscripted, him handing the lamp mm. or whatever. But the audience is laughing because of the reaction by Chandler and then the, just the weird finding something to hand to somebody for mm-hmm. some reason, you know, what you might do in a state of pure excitement or something anyways. But there's just several things that, that happened because the, the chemistry of those, of those guys extremely, extremely good. Oh right? yeah. Very, very hard to find a group of six that'll stay together yeah. like that, especially yeah. nowadays with everybody emotionally reacting to everything. Right. And not thinking, oh, this could be really good if we just put our emotions aside. Uh, there was another one where uh, Rachel uh, made a a truffle with beef in it that wasn't supposed to be, and it was for Thanksgiving, and uh, Ross finds the cookbook, and two pages were stuck together, and Joey turns back and says, Chandler! And he's <laughs> completely unscripted, like he's using that book for right. something nefarious, you know, or whatever. Anyways, just funny little things that happen, and, and if you don't know they're not scripted, you never would know right, they're right. not scripted because that's how well they played off mm-hmm. each other. Right. So, anyways, just uh, man, dude, excellent, excellent TV shows coming up. You know, Ozark is I think still going to keep going. I don't know if it is or not. It should if it doesn't. Well,
3: it's supposed it to be. I mean, they've advertised this as the final yeah. season. Yeah, they advertised yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, man. See, because I, be I want it to be the. Uh,
2: I want it to be number five, right? Yeah. I want to see something happen thereafter uh but that's the thing about good shows right you don't want them to end right you, we did we really want game of thrones to end right no no and and how many, and how there's many a, of the, but there's a prequel coming out how, in august my point how many of the spinoffs are we now starting yeah. to look forward to mm-hmm. right people are thinking aria is gonna have a a post game of thrones spinoff mm-hmm. for her because she went mm-hmm. what west or east or wherever it goes and nobody knows where it goes um you got several little storylines that Bran, we're wanting. To see. I hope Brand
3: doesn't get one because he's awful.
2: Well, okay, that, that, that is what it is. Like, it, 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 I'm mad. I'm mad. Okay. I'm mad that he's, you're mad at. I'm evening. mad that he's king. So he knew he was supposed to be king. He didn't do he, anything. He, he was where he was supposed he to. be. He
3: did not do anything throughout the entire show. Literally did nothing. Oh, uh, the the mm-hmm. he, he could even as the three eyed raven, he still couldn't. He didn't do anything. Well, I mean, he did that entire storyline. He was,
2: did. Lure the Night King to Winterfell.
3: Oh, Okay, I'm pretty sure he was coming for Winterfell anyways. But anyway, uh,
2: he did convince uh, Daenerys to send her dragons, and the dragons is the only way he was able to get through the wall because the the magic of the wall kept the White Walkers at bay. So I mean, there was things that Brandon did that that you know were pivotal in the what I'm in the about. show. Yeah, no, I completely get it. I, do, I don't understand why he was a choice, but I, I do understand why he was a choice based on how they, yeah. based on how they picked the king. They picked it kind of democratically, sort of. And, and so they picked a, they picked uh, someone who would not have a successor, and so there would have to be another potentially democratic type process for him to be replaced. So anyways again you can find stuff and complain about it or you can find something and maybe see But with all that being said
3: would I still I would go back and watch it again
2: Yeah absolutely so Absolutely uh, and then still continue to be critical about it I would That is what yes. it is uh, anyways if you got movies TV shows share them with the average joe's We will watch them we will talk about them we will spoil something if we're not careful, which I'm sure we might have right. done a little bit today, right. uh, but I don't think we spoiled it enough to
3: ruin no. anything for you. Well, if you uh, haven't seen the Spider-Man movie by now, then that's your fault.
2: Yeah, well, we didn't give anything away because we, I mean, what we, what we did say was in the credit or in the uh, trailer or yeah. whatever. So, uh, but anyways... Check out those shows if you haven't. Ozark, Game of Thrones, The Office. Check out Parks and Rec. Equally as good a show, in my opinion, as The Office, just in a different line of of, of work, basically. You got a building, you got sales, and you got government. Mm. Right? So you're seeing basically the same type of show in two different veins. If
3: we're making right. recommendations, yeah. also check out Yellowstone if you haven't.
2: Check out Yellowstone so if you haven't. Good. They got another, when's the next season coming up? Do we know? I don't oh. know. I, man, I think I think we I think we binged that way too fast. Yeah, I did too. I I really like the ability to watch all the shows.
3: And I think what is it four seasons? And I binged it's we binged four, all four yeah. seasons in like two months or yeah. something stupid. Yeah. And then it's like yeah now you got to wait until next year for now you got to wait yeah. fifteen months. But then they came the out with eighteen eighty three, which is the prequel. Yeah. Um. What obviously, was, what be, was your thought on that? So because it's not did you see that? Because mm-hmm. eighteen eighty three isn't finished, it obviously doesn't run into a continuation of Yellowstone yet. Like in other words, eventually at some point when eighteen eighty three ends, it will tie into kind of the beginning of Yellowstone ish, right? You see okay, what I'm saying? so it's like,
2: already tied into Yellowstone because well, Yellowstone has had crossover. Okay. So what episode- I mean by uh, that is
3: what I mean by that is don't go out and watch 1883 first, and, oh, then, and then expect to know. And expect what, you to know. go right into Yellowstone right. Oh, yeah. because the the prequel story isn't finished. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? That
2: and also 1883 probably isn't going to get up to 2022. No, right. but
3: it'll probably get to where they at least have the ranch. At least have it. Right. Like in other words, it, yeah, you see what I'm saying. Oh, well, so there will be a there'll be an ending of the prequel story, which then well, will, they are they got
2: the land you now.
3: Know. Yeah, well, like, I mean. They're there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, but that's where they, that's where, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it. Right. That's, I mean, no. where they end up is so anyways, where they say they're going to end but up. But I like, I like
3: 1883. Yeah. But my point is, is don't go out watching 1883 thinking, okay, I'm going to watch that. 1883 and then might be
2: done. They might have to start
3: 1884
2: now. Yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, because the next year. Well, they're
4: going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a, it's not going to be the same characters anymore. It's going to be further down the line. You think? No, I'm pretty sure that's what it's going to be. Yeah, like I think they're not going to do. They
2: they're not going to do any more of. of uh, I don't think
4: it's going to be Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Or anymore. he'll be like
2: older. Yeah, something and their like kids that. will be growing. Something like, or, that. Or something I could, like that. I think this s- could. I think they're going to be further down the line. I
3: think okay. they said there's going to be. It's going to be a different.
2: Because oh, what's his face? Uh, I don't remember exactly who it is. Um, I, I want to say it's like the guy from uh, Glory Road. Maybe. Mm. Who played a, a young John Dutton? Who played the young Kevin Costner? Mm. I want to say it's him, but I can't. I can't quite put the name to it, yeah. and I can't quite put the face to it. I, th- I think it was him. Okay. Anyways, okay. So uh, there's not going to okay. be
3: they haven't. There's not going to be a second season. Instead, there will be now another prequel series. Okay, that's a sequel to 1883. Okay. called 1932.
2: Okay, so they're gonna be doing mini series. That, that, that lead up that show to show up into how they yeah. became the Duttons or whatever.
3: Yeah. Okay. But which so, is
2: still, in my opinion, pretty intriguing. Yeah. No. No. It's right? really
3: cool. Yeah. I'm just saying there. It's not. You know. It's not contiguous yet. Yeah. So just go watch Yellowstone by itself. It's awesome. Fair. That's fair. Uh, Jaybird, you
2: got anything as we close? Nope. Nope. Nope.
3: nope. nope. Nothing.
2: No moss. No moss. Okay. Chris. No. Yeah. All right. Hey, man, guys, go check out those shows. Listen to our other episodes, like our super fan who listens and re-listens and re-listens and listens over and over again to all the episodes because that was his definition of a super fan. And <laughs> I think if we're holding his feet to the fire, it's a little bit exaggerated. However, we do appreciate the uh, the thoughts of the old super fan there. I don't Until next time. <laughs> I am the average Joe Boo. Jay
3: Bird. Super fan Chris Moyer.
2: Telling you to keep it clean.
0: That's something you think you don't care about. New episode drops into weeks. It's our podcast looking for a breakout. What a way to start your work. We average shows will make you feel fine. Talking out the topics in our minds. Shows will make you feel fine talking out the topics in our minds.